Yep. And welcome back to Talking Knicks. We're back, baby. We took a bye week last week. Some of the stuff can get a little repetitive. We want to see more from the young guys. We lose a lot. Over the past two weeks, we've seen a little bit of a mix. We've got a couple wins on the board, including 113-110 win over Washington a couple minutes ago. I was watching that. Hizonia, 30 points, career high. Super Mario, he's had a week that I'm going to talk about in, in a little bit. I think we might end up laughing at. It's just me today, talking Jake. Jake's story, your boy. Uh, the other boys are getting loose. They're getting their year-end takes ready. And let's be honest, we're all getting close to let's see in those lottery balls so we can start planning the offseason. But we've got some loose ends to touch up before then. Guys, let's talk Knicks. Post the toes coming and stuffing. Again, igniting the exciting the guard crowd. Welcome back, everyone. It's Talking Knicks. Jake Story, Jake Storielli, whatever you want to call me. Um, I, we got the win today. Call me whatever you want. Um, no, just call me Jake. It's, as mentioned, final couple weeks, final couple games. I think you got to start off saying this. If you didn't see any of the Washington game tonight, A, we had some, the Knicks players that were playing were laying it out there. You got to love that. And more importantly, the fans were laying it out there, man. The garden was rocking for what was at the time a 15 and 64 Knicks team. Uh, they improved to 16 and 64. So moving on up. But no, not a joke. If if you didn't see, you're just listening. The garden was rocking, and that's what makes Knicks fans great. And hopefully, we will be rewarded <laughs> in the next couple weeks, in the next couple years with what's coming up for this Knicks team. A funny couple weeks. I'll run through them quickly. Last time we talked, I, we got beat down by Toronto, but one of our chosen young ones, Mitch Robb, still out there balling. How about 19 points, 21 rebounds? Okay, we like that. Two blocks. He's keeping the block streak going. Mitchell Robinson, already top 25 all-time on the Knicks blocks list. It really is what... What he is doing is really special, and I think one of the things I want to watch out, and maybe I, I need to preface you guys with it, is that we see this happen a lot in the NBA, that guys step up in an odd situation. I mean, we well, I should say this. New addition to the team, Billy Garrett Jr., the 24-year-old rookie from DePaul. You see guys, he's on the Knicks right now, if you don't know that. You see different guys getting opportunities. The two games the Knicks have won over the past two weeks have been by teams that want to take, essentially. Basically, giving the Knicks a shot to win it if they want. They beat the Bulls in Washington. Go check out that Bulls roster. If, you're, if you think you're a sports fan... There's some names on that team that had me had me going. When I was bored in our college dorm, my buddy used to just go through the basketball rosters and quiz me on guys and what college they went to. If we did this with the lineup the Bulls rolled out the other night, holy smokes. I mean, Wayne Selden, luckily he was a big name in college out of Kansas. Walt Lemon Jr., guys. If you've got the scouting report on Walt Lemon Jr., let me know. Uh, 20, 26-year-old from Bradley University. 
Shaq Harrison, yep. I mean, we got that. Archie Archie Diacono, Antonio Blakeney, Brandon Sampson. I mean, Raleigh Alkins, I know that just from being a Zona guy. Not me, but knowing Zona. We got that win, but I think it's going to be important when we get to the Mario Hazonia part of this podcast that we know that you need to look at these stats a little differently. And, hey, the Knicks got... Knicks got beat up in that first game against Toronto. It wasn't a close game. Hey, Mitchell Robinson can walk away with a 19-21 and 21 point game with a couple blocks. Not too bad. We saw Kadeem Allen chip in, always with that bulldog mentality. He gets 18. Nobody else on the team puts up more than 11. So you shoot 23% from three as a team. I mean, that's that's your ball game there, folks. We, we see Siakam goes for 31. It's looking like he's going to win most improved player of the league. He's, he's kind of fun to watch. I enjoy watching him. We go from Toronto. Uh, we play Miami. Again, Miami fighting for the back end of the playoffs. They win 100-92. to Knicks uh, basically throw it in reverse in the fourth quarter, only put up a 13 spot. Uh, Dion Waiters, you, your guy, uh, six of sixteen from three against us. He gets twenty-eight points. They get seventeen off white, from Whiteside off the bench. Sixteen from D Wade. In Knicks universe, we see the Moutier game. Uh, Manny Money with his twenty-four, five, and four. Uh, six of twelve from the field. Hey, he for I think a podcast that has been tough on Manny Moutier at times. You do have to walk away and say. You know, for a team that doesn't get to the free throw line as much as they should and, you know, not a great three-point shooting team, which is it's where the league is at. These are the two most efficient ways to score if you do it right. Moutier goes to the line 12 times. Only 12 field goals attempts, 24 points. I'll give Moutier his credit. We get some Luke Cornett show, 17-8 and eight for your boy. Kadeem Allen comes off the bench to drop six assists. He leads the team. Mitchell Robinson, 14 boards. Three steals, four blocks, nine points. The block parties are fun, man. They they really are. He had a clutch one in the Washington game. Uh, you know, I mean, both both teams were going for it at the end. They they were resting Bradley Beal because he's he's got a lot of minutes going so far. We jump over. There's that Bulls game. We win that. The Bulls have thrown it in full tank mode. Uh, Knicks Knicks collect one of their W's. All starters in double digits. Uh, Cornette, 24, Mitchell, 14, Moutier, 17, Noxie, 19, and we got Dame Dot, your boy, 18 points. I Again, I, I don't want to be rude to any of our Chicago Bull listeners, but that team they're running out there, I mean, that's not even, that's not even this year's Chicago Bulls that are finishing 21 and 57. That's a... Uh, <laughs> That's a team that the roster I go everyone's got their friends that that are, you know, back in the day who wants to be a millionaire, your go-to lifeline who you're going to call on sports stuff. Go have fun with them with the Chicago Bulls roster. I mean when Antonio Blakeney's a familiar name for me, um the company you keep, man. But I will say this, I think it's I think it's interesting that at this point in the season when the Bulls are rolling out the full tank squad. <laughs> and I mean, this could also be a hindsight's 2020. But you know what? The Knicks kind of leaned into it this game. 
All of their starters played 28 minutes or more. Lance Thomas, 30 minutes off the bench. Captain, baby. They played this game to win. They they didn't want to get in a tank off with the Bulls. They played to win this game, and why not? They're gonna Knicks are gonna end up with the best draft odds, anyways. Play to win this game. Noxie with 40 minutes. Dame Dot with 41 minutes. The team shoots 47% from three. Damian Dotson, six of seven. Luke Cornett, five of seven. I mean, really fun when you put it together like this. Mitchell Robinson, 14 and 10. Four assists from Mitchell Robinson, three blocks. He is starting to fill the box score, and I think where my excitement is going to end up on or be with this episode, it's something that Tom Piccolo brought up a little while back, was let's see some improvement. Like, is it okay to see Knox pop a shot some threes and some are going to go in, some are going to go out? Yeah. Uh, we already know what that is, though. I think we want to see slight signs of growth from some of these young players. And, I mean, Mitchell Robinson with four assists. Damian Dotson had six assists in this game. And this something we've talked about is trying to build this culture where, you know, this Knicks team is going to change a lot. You know, there's rumors of Kevin Durant. There's rumors of Kyrie Irving. There's <laughs> rumors of Zion, potentially. This Knicks team is going to change a lot, and the culture is going to change around that to a degree. But a lot of these guys are going to end up back here. There's a good chance Kevin Knox is back here. There's a good chance Dame Dot's back here. Mitchell Robinson will be back here, um, barring something, you know, totally bizarre trade-wise that we wouldn't know about. But starting to instill that, A, let's go get this Bulls win, B, I mentioned the assist numbers from Dame Dot and Mitchell Robinson. The ball movement. I mean, these are going to be coming into next year. Fizdale's going to have a target on his back. This year was what it was. We knew coming in we were going to lose a lot of ball games. It's going to be ugly. This Knicks team is currently 28th in points per game, 30th out of 30, 30 teams, folks, in offensive rating, 26th in defensive rating. The Knicks are living up to being the worst team in the league. And if you're still not over that, I'm sorry. But to come at this Bulls game, try to get a win, play your starters, go out and get it, have some solid ball movement, 24 assists as a team, I think that's good. I think that's good. Um, You know, it's. am I going to be pointing at this game next year, shouting from the rooftops that, oh, wow, we did it, guys. We got that win. The ball movement started then. Probably not, but it's still to let these good young players feel that feeling, work as a team, get it done. Don't say, you know, the goal of the game shouldn't be, oh, let's just keep Mitchell Robinson getting blocks. And, you know, let's 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 try to get Hazonia <laughs> to get a triple-double, which we're, we've now segued into the Mario Hazonia part of the show. We play Orlando. His, his old mates, uh, and we roll out the Hezzy, 22 shots from the field, 29 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. Point Hazonia has been engaged. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's fun to watch, I'll say that. I wonder if he'll, ab- if he'll ever be able 
to fit into a good rotation on the right team. I mean, it'd have to be a coach that's fully bought into him. I mean, he is still 24, so there is time for growth in his game. We've seen over these last few games that he has talent to do stuff in an NBA game. Um, like I was saying before, though, I think we do have to take some of his performance, not necessarily with a grain of salt, but you have to appreciate what's going on here, okay? Um, teams teams are letting up at this point in the season. Mario Hazonia takes advantage of that. And, I mean, just think of the opportunity here. They basically said, hey, Hezzy, your old team is here. We're rolling you out starting. Go get it. Um, and he has a fun day. Hey, the Orlando Magic are a playoff team. If, if you're still locked into wins and losses, the Magic are going to the playoffs. Steve Clifford might get some Coach of the Year votes uh, for what he's done with this roster to get them to the playoffs. Vucevic, 29-13, and 13, 19 from Fournier, 19 from Gordon, 23 from Terrence Ross, the boss off the bench. They beat up on us. That leads us to Houston. They give us even more of a whooping. Harden goes easy on us, only gives us a 26 spot. They have one, two, th they have seven people in double figures and Gerald Green with a nine spot. The Houston attack, they shoot 59 three-point attempts, shoot 37%. The Knicks in this game, again, Hazonia show, folks. Get on board. 16 points, 16 boards, 11 assists. What, <laughs> I was going to say what a talented guy, and he is. He is, I should say that. Again, I think Houston was kind of letting him get what he wanted. Henry Ellenson show. Marquette, shout out, in the house. He goes for 16-7. and seven. Uh, Knicks lose again. And then, I, as I mentioned, this Wizards game tonight was actually a ton of fun. I, I have to give it credit. There's been a chunk of games towards the end of this year that have been kind of brutal. Mitchell Robinson, 11-11 and three blocks. Big block down the stretch, and just watching him come out of the timeout, him and DeAndre Jordan talking about some different things. You know, I, I mentioned the passing from the game before. I really think we're, we're going to look back and say, man, DeAndre Jordan did some things for Mitchell Robinson, and maybe Mitchell Robinson, 10 years from now, is going to be saying that in the interviews, and you can say, yeah, we, I remember that. I, I lived that. That was that was really fun for me to watch. We we had Noxie, um, one of seven from three. Uh, outside of that, he was four of seven from the field. He gets sixteen points, seven boards, five assists. And I know I'm harping on some little things, and you kind of have to with this Knicks roster. Uh, but Knox with five assists, we wanted to see him add more of that to his game. Damian Dotson with another five assist game. Uh, doesn't do much shooting wise from the field. We also had the return of Dennis Smith Jr. from his back injury. He comes off the bench. He gets 15 points. He had a nice little moment. He he went up for the for the flush there. He came down a little gingerly on the back. It didn't, didn't look like he's 100%, which, hey, man, at this point in the season, for him to go out there not being one hundo and still wanting to give it hell, I'll give DSJ, I'll give DSJ some competitor's credit there. He deserves that. As mentioned to start, Mario Hazonia, 30 points, sets his career-high scoring again this week. Five assists, six rebounds. Does some really fun stuff out of the pick-and-roll. You know what? How about this? Instead of me wondering if Hazonia can break into the right rotation, 
one day, I don't know if he needs to be on more of a leash or less of a leash. If he could find a team that'll let him run the second unit and let him run it his way, I'll tell you what, it'd be worth checking them out on the league pass because he is fun off there. He had the nice, he came around the pick and roll and just turned on the burners, kind of lulled them to sleep earlier in the game. Knew when to turn on the burners, had the wide open dunk, finished with authority, had the garden going, and the garden was going. Knicks, by the way, 50% from three. Luke Cornett, four of eight. Yeah, if you take out Noxie, the team was kind of lights out from three. John Jenkins getting some shots up. Our guy, Vandy, shout out. A lot of shout outs today. So that's kind of what's been going on on the court. Uh, the topics that I think needed to be discussed a little more. Hizonia, um, if I've been coming off too negative for you, I'm sorry. Just to believe that these numbers are real, you have to know as an NBA fan you can't do that. Knicks have two more games to go. Uh, a lot of people remember the Nador game from a couple years back where he hit the buzzer beater. I mean, you're you're going to see guys on the court... And who do we have? We have the Bulls coming up. Oh, man. That, I don't know. This might be the game I'm most excited for in a long time. At Chicago with them in tank mode against the Knicks. I wonder if they try to punch it again. Play the starters 30-plus minutes, try to get another win, get some positive vibes going. Or we could have an all-time all -time stink bowl on our hands. I'm excited to tune into that Tuesday. And then Detroit, the final game of the season. We'll see what that ends up looking like. Hizonia, it's fun. I don't know if I'm gun-shy from, from seeing other players kind of do this in the past. I mean, tough for me to think he'll be back next year. The guys love him. I mean, the, the celebrations on the sideline and the guys elbowing each other and hugging each other after his dunks and he hit the huge three, like, step back that basically won them the game. I don't know. It. I doubt he's back next year with whatever this team ends up looking like. And I think, I, you know, I hope he has a couple good games to finish the season so we can say, in a couple years from now, we can look back and say, go check out the last couple games of 2019 where Mario Zona had a triple-double, set his points record twice. Good for him, man. Find the right coach. Run, run a second union somewhere. Maybe I'm selling them short on that, but I don't think so. Mitchell Robinson, which has become the regular segment of this show because it had to be. Uh, he was the most entertaining thing on the court for the past month, for the past two months. And, man, every play on defense, your eyes naturally drift to him, which makes me think if you're the opposing team, you almost do the same thing. Because it's a legit shot blocker in the paint. And, man, I, I know he's known in Knicks world this year. I think he's going to be known outside of Knicks world next year because at the same time as I'm discrediting some of what Hazonia's doing, I think what Mitchell Robinson doing is doing will translate. I mean, talk about plug and play. The, the lob is there almost whenever they want it. And I know we've made our jokes about them them doing it too much. I'll say this. There was a couple times they didn't give it to him, and Mitchell Robinson was pissed. He wants that rock. And, hey, I obviously love that. Watching him roam around and play defense, it's special, man. It's special. The blocks, I mean, I mentioned the other day he had three steals in a game. 
the guy could potentially walk his way into double-doubles with his athleticism without having to do much on the offensive end. Almost a Chris Anderson set some screens, rolled Birdman. Chris Anderson roaming the baseline, getting the alley-oops when it's there. And just being an impact player on defense, second-round pick, We've loved what we've gotten out of Mitchell Robinson. I think he's the brightest spot of this season. Um, Hopefully we'll be able to look back at Kevin Knox's development and say, well, (laughs) he ran away with it. But I kind of want to keep it with second-round picks right now because Mitchell Robinson's still doing it. Damian Dotson, man. I I mentioned the 6-7 from 3, a couple games with more than 5 assists. I think this guy is going to be necessary on the roster next year. And I I know we've said that a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see how things come together. But, man, two-way guy can hit shots, can pass a little bit, can play defense, will go to the boards. He's not scared. I mean, I I mentioned Mitchell Robinson becoming a name that's known much, much more greatly in NBA circles. Damian Dotson. If the Knicks bring in the guys that we're talking about, Damian Dotson, plug-and-play, impact guy. I know we've thrown out Danny Green before. I think he has to show a little more than that before he gets there. This guy, unless, uh, again, the Anthony Davis trade comes up and New Orleans says we have to have him, we have to have him, Damian Dotson is going to play big minutes for what we think is going to be a good Knicks team next year. So enjoy, enjoy the Dame Dot show while it's going on because that's going to continue. Noxie baby, we got to talk about Kev. You know, still getting his shots up. I I, I mentioned the assist because, okay, in the Orlando game, or excuse me, Houston, I look at Kevin Knox's box score. 5 of 14, 1 of 4 from 3, 2 of 7 from the free throw line. Unacceptable. 5 boards, 0 assists, 0 steals, 0 blocks. And he doesn't profile to be... He can be a good defender. He's still so young and his body can improve and all of that. He can still be a good defender. But we don't think that's ever going to be a calling card for Kevin Knox. And Hey, again, maybe I'm wrong. Zero assists against Houston. Um, I mean, I think tonight against the Wizards is so much more impression. And again, 5 of 14, 1 of 7 from 3. The shooting, not that great. Seven boards, little better. Five helpers, man. And I mean, that that is just, uh, I, you, can, you can't see it, but I literally, I just brought my hand up a level. Because not only does that mean for next year or <laughs> the remaining two games this year or his career, but potentially that can do so, mu- so much more for him in his development and the growth of the team. So, I mean, that's a little Kevin Knox. I mean, I saw he was getting out on the break a lot tonight against the Wizards. You like that. You want him to try to get as many as easy buckets as he can. He puts up 21 against Orlando. Uh, only has the one assist. Does have a couple steals, a block. So, I mean, I, I can work with that. One of his more efficient shooting nights. And then he had the 19 against the Bulls. I mentioned that. Noxie's still kind of doing the same. Again, I think... I I just wonder how much has our thoughts of Kevin Knox changed since those original Summer League highlights came out. We saw Kevin Knox flying around the court. He was bouncier than we expected. 
I guess we've kind of seen the quirkiness in his game, and he shot better from three than we thought. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I guess that would be my question to you guys, and reach out to me, at Talking Jake. Since the Summer League bounce fest that Kevin Knox put on display, what has changed about him? I, I don't think we've been overly impressed by any of his shooting or his driving or defense or anything, and I wonder what that... What that says, again, I was impressed by the Summer League stuff, so maybe that's unfair. I think from from draft night, we're impressed by his athleticism and and what that may provide. But if you do move it up to the Summer League, how, how does that change? I, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to get the guys back on. We're going to do some year-end stuff before we start getting into the lotto balls and all the fun stuff. It's going to be interesting to see <laughs> at the start of the offseason – which will be two games for, for these Knicks, what our expectations for Knox will be next year. And then from there, what happens this offseason and how that changes Knox's expectations. I think that's an interesting thing to look out for. Excited to see that play out. Uh, a couple other smaller things I want to touch on. I, I talked about Dame Dot. I always like bringing up Luke Cornett. Luke Cornett can put up a box score on you uh, in a game like this. I'd like to see him on the end of the bench next year. Um, I see why not. I think I think with Luke Cornett, you see someone that he is going to be a good bit, kind of end of the game, hop in, get his thing done kind of player. All right, that was that was my little Luke Cornett thing. <laughs> I'm giggling because if, if this sounds choppy, um, I was in a room that I, I was using to do this, and two like late middle school, early high school girls came running in and just screaming and giggling and being like sugar high, late middle school, early high school girls. And I, I must warn you, like I, I have a microphone. <laughs> I, we got some recording equipment going on here. And they just rolled right through it in the middle of my Luke Cornette speech. So... How fun is that? M- must be fun to to be a 15-year-old high school girl. I barely remember my days as a 15-year-old high school girl. And honestly, I, I was going to keep this kind of high and tight anyways. I think the only other thing I really want to talk about a little bit, since we last talked, we, we've seen a decent amount of madness, baby. The Dukies got knocked out. We, we've got the championship game tomorrow. Uh, Tech UVA. Uh, I don't. <laughs> both teams might not break 60. Uh, then again, you know, that that's why we play sports. Maybe these teams got something up their sleeve and we, we get one of the one of the better games you'll ever play. I just think it's interesting. Last time we, we've had some Zion talks on here. I, I'm letting the world know how much I love Zion. I mean, I think Duke, Duke was playing with two great players, one good player, one okay player, and then whoever was the fifth guy was not really good. Um, and more so didn't benefit whatever Zion or really Barrett were trying to do. They were either clogging the they were either clogging the paint or not a threat from the perimeter. And I don't know. I, I've still the games after we last talked, just super impressed by Zion. He wants to make the right play, but he also knows that he needs to dominate. I've never seen anything like it in college. That's also part of what impresses me. I know people are talking about him as a center. I don't love that. Uh, I guess in 
in small spurts if you want to do something like that, but I'd, I'd really love to pair him with a bigger guy uh, so he doesn't have to worry about that and the wear and tear that comes with that, which I know our our Kenny Poon is concerned with that. And I, and I, I think that's the best argument against Zion that I've heard is that his body is going to break down because people aren't built like that. Because his game-wise, I'm crazy impressed. I know that's not a hot take or anything. Um, I think he understands the game well and he wants to do the right thing, which is impressive when – he has the gifts he does, and it, it, it was it's just fun watching him be a kid, man. Like, the way he walks, he's kind of got this mopey <laughs> high school kid walking down the hallway. Maybe I should ask the girls about that that just came in and were giggling on me. Or their thoughts on Luke Cornett. I think the top three is still where you where you really want to be as a Knicks fan. We're, we're, it's going to hurt. When draft day, when they start drawing the lotto balls, when that's the conference finals or wherever it is, I know the odds are 14% we're going to get Zion. When it's draft day, if you don't think I'm going to be 100% we're getting Zion before those balls come out, I mean, that's that's just how I'm wired. I think the fan kicks in, and you think that way. You throw logic out the window. I've, always, I've, I've been saying this for a while now. For me, it's top three or bust. And I think Reddish was in the mix. I think he's totally out. I've, I've gotten away from Cam Reddish. I'm, I'm not going to do the full draft spiel. I, I came off harsh on Barrett. I think I, there might have been a – I might have said the soft word. His aggression to the tin when he wants to get there is awesome. He's got a little bit of the lefty quirk, the different angles. It works for him. His shooting and his percentages. Me and Tom talked about this a little bit. Not as impressive. I don't know. I'm almost seeing – because we want to compare him to a lefty, right? We want to say, oh, he can handle a little bit. You know, it, let's take the leash off him. Let him be James Harden. He's not. Um, you know, I think, is could there be some merit to D'Angelo Russell? It, yeah, and the fact that I think he's going to need some time to develop if you want him to become that. And that's what, I, I do like Barrett's passing. And I think I think Barrett and Zion are both going to be really good. And I think they were a little bit held back by the talent Coach K had around them. I think it's going to be interesting to see where Barrett goes and if they let him play point. I don't think you just want him... If you try to let him do too little, if you try to make Barrett a 3 and D guy, I don't think you're going to like what you're going to get. I'm seeing, I'm seeing almost a little Evan Turner. Like, I like him with the ball in his hands, trying to make plays. His... I'm not in love with the shot, although I think Barrett's shot has more hope than Evan Turner's did coming out. Steve Nash is his godfather. We found that out during the tournament, so that's cool. So if he's got him in his ear, I kind of like Barrett as as the what the future guard in this league is going to look like. He can handle, he can pass, he can score, he can shoot a little bit. I don't know what of those skills is going to stand out the most. I know I like his driving the most right now. And I was, I was going to mention the free throw line. I won't do that to the young fella. John Morant, everyone is in love with him. We did the John Morant show. Um, and then obviously Zion. I just think you want to be in those top three because whatever happens, if you're in that top three, you can make a strong, confident game plan. You know, you if you love any of those players, if you love Zion, you love Morant, uh, you love Barrett, you bring him on the team and you say, all right, Barrett, you're going to be a 2-3 wing for us. You know, we're, we'll give you the rock sometimes. Let it, 
Let it roll. Cool. You like John Morant, and guess what? Teams already do love John Morant. Someone's given him the keys to the kingdom, whether it's a trade or just being drafted. That would be the most interesting one for the Knicks if nobody does fall into that because he can score too. People like him off the ball. I mean, that would be the end of Dennis Smith Jr. for sure. I think you'd have to believe that. And then the Zion thing I can't even talk about because I don't want to get emotional right now. Um, I just, I think he's special, and I think it changes the course of the franchise for 15 years or so. So I can't get myself excited for that yet. But I just want to talk about that a little bit. We saw Duke get eliminated. I, I'm not a huge tape guy, but I think I'm going to rewatch some of those Duke tournament games. Because it was wild. I mean, constant doubles, triples, uh, and just making the right plays. I I think there was only a a cup For how much he needed to be involved, there was only a couple moments where I think there was an offensive foul, and you're like, you know, you're trying to do too much. He had had one ticky-tack foul that jumped off. But besides that, for what he was asked to do this tournament, which was basically put (laughs) all of Duke's prestige and his teammates on his back, so impressed. So I, I know I'm, I'm not rewriting any of the books on that. I, I had to get it off my chest and, and let those high school girls know. And that's kind of it, guys. Like, like I prefaced, we're going to be doing some year-end stuff, some wrap-up stuff. And then, I mean, that night of the lottery uh, is going to affect the Knicks for the next decade. And it's, it's going to be interesting either way. I, I think if it's one, we know what's going to happen. If it's two or three... We, we have an idea who we're getting and what moves we're going to make. If it's outside of that, I mean, I think it's chaos. I, I think they're going to explore all sorts of trades. They're going to explore all sorts of options. Um, but, A, let me thank you. If you're still listening, awesome. I, I, I love doing this, even... Even when I bumble over my words sometimes, I, I love talking sports. I love talking Knicks. So thank you for listening. Um, give at talking Knicks a follow. Uh, at talking underscore Knicks on the gram. On the gram, Jake. On Twitter. Um, I'm at talking Jake. And I'm going full loopy right now. Um, the the gals really call it. Yeah, it's, it's talking underscore Huskies, not talking underscore Knicks. Just at talking Knicks. Check us out. We're doing fun stuff there. The website's going to be coming along. We're going to get more stuff going there. And, guys, more so a second thank you because this season's almost over. And I'm hoping we've weathered the storm for the last time in a long time. Well, I feel blessed. A little drizzy. So thank you. Let's go, Knicks. So, someone tweeted me tomorrow, and let's talk a little Knicks because I, I do love it. Thank you, guys. Let's get it. That's what the kids say, right? Let's go, Knicks. <laughs>